Welcome to the Ben and Walker Movie Show. I'm your co-host, Ben Davis, joined by my other co-host, Walker Holt, and we're excited to have a conversation with you about one of our favorite things in the world, movies. Uh, if this is your first time being here with us, uh, welcome. We're, we're so glad to have you. And while you're here, be sure to smash that subscribe button so you can stay up to date with all the latest content that we, we have for you guys. Uh, and leave a like for us, please, and comment down below because that, that would help us out a great deal and we would really appreciate it uh this is our weekly show where we break down movie news that interests us and talk about some things that we've been watching to let you guys know if it's a must see a go see it a rent it or just skip it uh with all that said walker how are you doing sir i'm good man i'm good it's been a uh it's been a pretty good weekend I, uh, my dryer just broke. I, I went and picked up stuff from our Airbnb to, to wash and dry it. And I, uh, uh -huh. I mean, just, I like, I noticed I didn't hear the dryer, but it was sooner than like my internal clock thought it would be finished. And I went and looked at it and it was just wasn't spinning and it had, and it, but it said like 20 minutes left and I, uh, opened it and it was hot inside and it's just not spinning. I don't know. Anybody out there who knows how to fix it, put it in the comments. It's a whirlpool duet. Um, I, it's, I took it apart. I, it's a part, it's not the belt. The belt's not broken. Um, I, I'm, I'm about 90% of the way taking it apart and hopefully I can figure out how to get it back together. But I, uh, do you have I'm any good. idea of what it might be? Is it just a broken fuse maybe? Um, well the, it, it powers on. So it like the lights turn on and it, okay. I can like do the control panel and it, and it, and it's, I don't know if it can get hot. Like I don't, if I were to start it, I don't know if it would get hot and just not spin because it was hot when I felt it, but I don't know if that was because it like was already hot when it broke. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking some sort uh, of like, I'm not an expert on this kind of thing, but I think I thought it was the belt might be broken off the drum to get it to spin. Now I think it might be like a broken whatever motor makes that spin or whatever like relay switch turns that on or something. So I'm almost in there. You just it's a front loader and it's in a very tight closet that we had made for this. I mean it's very small. So my wife had to shimmy like like we couldn't squeeze between the door jam and the dryer. It's the the closet is literally like almost the size of the the unit. They're stacked, and yeah. she had to climb on top of the dryer like like a 90 degree angle and like shimmy her legs around and then just drop off. And like we, she had to FaceTime me so I could see everything in the back and uh, it's starting to take it apart. So I've, it's, it's been a whole thing. That sounds like a big headache, man. I'd help you out, but I am uh mechanic mechanically, not very inclined. So <laughs> sorry about it. Yeah. You know, sorry. Uh, right. Other than that, we had a good weekend, watched a lot of TV and some movies, some good, some not good, but I'm sure we'll talk about that. Ordered some pizza. And uh Ooh, what kind of pizza do you get? What kind of pizza guy are you? Are you a pepperoni what? guy, a cheese guy? Um, yeah, I like white pizza a lot, but I uh I like pepperoni a lot. And what what if you order like chain pizza, delivery like just the the big ones that are nationwide, what what which what's your status on those? I like Domino's and I get what I call a bin special, <laughs> which is you do pepperoni. You do bacon, you do jalapenos, and you do pineapple. I know some people don't like pineapple on pizza. Pineapple on pizza 
is amazing and it belongs on there. And I will never hear any other contrary opinions to it. That's Sorry. a great Belongs combo. That that that's a that sounds great. Um, it's kind of sweet, crust? spicy, and salty. Yeah. S- sweet, spicy, salty, cheesy. It's perfect. I get it every time uh, I go to Domino's. Usually, uh, my prefer like I like New York style pizza. Like if mm. I if it's not Domino's and I can get like I don't know like a Michelangelo's from it's like a chain from North Carolina. Like that New yeah. York style pizza. I just like the pepperoni and I will like eat my weight in that. I love, <laughs> love, love, love that kind of pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel about the same way. Domino's is my favorite. I, I, I do like the other ones though. So I don't ever like, I don't want to be a hundred percent Domino's, but I might be like yeah. every three times I order Domino's, I'll order pizza hut once. And then every three times I order Domino's, I'll order Papa John's once because I do like to sprinkle those in. Sometimes I crave them, yeah. but I think Domino's is the best. And I like I like chicken and pineapple too. But I like that the black box crust. It's good. Like the yeah. chicken and pineapple is good. The Hawaiian pizza with the ham and the pineapple is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This good. one I got I got pizza Hut and I got stuffed crust, which sometimes I just mm. gotta go with that. That's spicy. I like it. <laughs> um, How was your weekend? Not bad, man. Not bad. Um, pretty packed in terms of, of movies and and everything that I that I watched. Um, but kind of a, a low key kind of chill weekend. Didn't do anything too crazy. Kind of just hung out with my girls. And I mean, that's honestly the best way to spend my weekend is spending it with with my wife and my little girl who is now obsessed with my Darth Vader lightsaber, which makes me so, so happy. Uh, she has an obsession with Darth Vader. <laughs> the character. Oh, we all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't show her episode three. Um, that might scar, her, but she, she loves Darth Vader. I think it's because we, we got her a book or I think it was gifted to us at a baby shower. I forget who got it for us, but it's good night, Darth Vader. And I read it to her and she calls it daddy's book. Or I say, I read it to her. I try to read it to her and she'll take the book away from me and she'll give it to Carly and go, mommy, read it. I guess I'm not a good enough reader. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> So you um, you're, you got the Darth Vader one? Yeah, yeah. I have is Darth it, Vader it? and I have Kylo Ren's. Oh, well, that's cool. That's cool. Darth Vader and Kylo Ren's. I bought Darth Vader's at Disney and Kylo Ren's was gifted to me by Carly on Christmas. It was one of, I think, that fourth Christmas present she got me. It's a really great Christmas present. That is great. That's very cool. Very cool. I got one yeah. from Disney that I made that... I mean, I guess it's mine, but it uh, it was inspired heavily by Return of the Jedi Luke. It's the coolest lightsaber design. I mean, let's just be yeah. real. I mean, the double blade, it's cool. The cross guard's awesome. Darth Maul's, you know, double blade is iconic. But that that Luke Sky, Skywalker green saber is that's special, man. Yeah. And oh, oh yeah, don't forget uh, Mace Windows. The color is sure. purple is nice. Um, but I will say what I just watched and we'll get to this before we cover uh, the news. I just watched the rebel moon trailer that just dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the second trailer. Gotta say it looks so freaking cool, man. It looks very cool. It, um, it looks real cool. You know, it, it, 
I don't know. A whole, so is this, uh, com- pardon my ignorance, is this completely like original material or is this based on some sort yeah. of book? Or? So this is original material. It was Zack Snyder had an idea that he pitched to Lucasfilm. And this was before uh, 20 or not 20th Century Fox, but Lucasfilm was acquired by Disney. So huh. it, was, it was before then. And they, they turned it down. And he said, all right, fine. And he kept it to himself. And now this is what he's doing. There's going to be two parts. This is part one. I think it's called Child of Fire. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm a Child right. of Fire. Yeah, Child of Fire. It looks sick, man. It the really does look like, good. And you know what I mean? I mean, you know I'm not like the biggest Zack Snyder guy. I mean, his like typical style and everything like that is, doesn't like excite me like it does a lot of people. I'm not saying I don't like his movies at all. I just, he doesn't like, he's not like right in my wheelhouse or anything. This. Yeah, he doesn't rev, rev your engine. You yeah, know? this he one, get this on. does look very cool. It looks very creative. And also the people attached to it, watching this trailer is just, it's like, oh, there's a uh, Charlie Hunnan. Then there's uh, a <laughs> Jaiman Hansu. Oh, Corey Stoll. Uh, I, got, I mean, a lot of people I really like. And, and those Anthony are the type Hopkins. of people. Corey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins is in so much cool uh, sci-fi stuff. Um, Jaiman Hansu and Corey Stoll are both people that they're not often like leading men. and then, But they get like little parts here and there that always make whatever they're doing better. Yeah, completely agree. Um, I think, I, yeah, I think... I think this looks awesome story wise too. like, I'm a sucker for a, a good, um, yeah. Ray Fisher's in this. In fact, he's in one of the cool shot, the coolest shots in the trailer, where he's like mm-hmm. facing down, like one of those like flying jet spacecraft looking mm-hmm. thingies. Um, yeah, I'm a sucker for an ensemble and this looks like an, this is an ensemble. So do we know if this is going to get any theater time? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so, which is shocking because, you know, Zack Snyder's a big theater guy and this movie looks like it would play incredibly well on a big screen. Um, yeah, but I I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I think Netflix is foolish for not doing that though. You're leaving money on the table. Uh, things always perform better on streaming if they're in theaters first. So yeah, especially like Christmas time. That's like a hot time for people to. Yeah. The only thing coming out around that time Wonka. is a Wonka, which looks fantastic. And mm-hmm. Aquaman 2, which I'm <laughs> going to be there opening day, but you're not. <laughs> so, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I think it looks fantastic. dude. It does look good. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. But nothing, enough rambling on. We've been here for about 10 minutes. Let's get into some news, man. Um, Greta Gerwig's Chronicles of Narnia reboot is aiming to film in 2024. Uh, this coming from Collider, uh, digging into what subscribers can expect to add to their queue over the next year or so. Uh, Weintraub asked Scott Stuber, which is the head of Netflix film, about the projects that we he had uh, was the most excited to see roll out. Unsurprisingly, the Netflix head gleefully mentioned working with Gerwig. Well. I think people know that we're uh, aspirationally trying to get Greta Gerwig's The Chronicles of Narnia together and get that movie, which will be next year, he revealed. While little is known about how the Barbie Helmer will adapt C.S. Lewis's beloved 
books into an on-screen format. At this point, she's attached to see two films through. The fans and Stuber have nothing but the utmost confidence in Gerwig's vision behind the camera. Uh, the Chronicles are behind the Chronicles of Narnia. The filmmaker has very has been very open about her anxieties. Back in July, she admitted, I haven't even really started wrapping my arms around it, but I'm properly scared of it, which feels like a good place to start. So what are your thoughts on this, Walker? Is Chronicles of Narnia something that you're interested in? Are you interested or intrigued by seeing Greta Gerwig take this on? I mean, this is, you're jumping from Barbie to Chronicles of Narnia. That's a, that's a weird jump. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Um, so my thoughts in general, Chronicles of Narnia verse, I don't know anything about it. I know nothing. I know Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, that's something to do with it, right? That's where that comes from, I think. It's um, technically the second book in canon. Okay. I, I, I've it's never read it. Book. Yeah, I've never read it. I've never seen the original or like the, the other versions that they made on, on film. So you wait, wait, wait. You never saw the original Chronicles of Narnia, the one that came out in two thousand five? Mm-mm. Never seen it. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think well look, it came out when I was in high school, and when I was in high school this definitely wasn't what I was interested. I like, I didn't like this kind of stuff at all. I thought it was lame. I mean, now I'm a little more open-minded. I'm a little, I'm a little so more you, of a wait, respect film this kind came of guy. Out in December of 2005. So you were a sophomore in high school, were you not? Oh uh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You're a it, good um, age for it, man, but you weren't into yeah, it. Yeah, but it's just not my thing. Like I also didn't like Harry Potter. I didn't like any. I mean, I didn't like anything outside of star Wars. I didn't like any kind of fantasy stuff at all. I still am not a big fantasy guy, but I, I don't know. But, Greta Gerwig, I am interested in, and I give her, I, I respect her a lot. She's earned a ton of trust, and yeah, it is weird. It's a, it's an odd, it's an odd move. Yeah. Um, but who am I to Bold say? I mean, she's, cotton. Yeah, I, I, I also haven't seen. So I'm, I haven't seen the Little Women, um, that she that she made. Um. But I have yeah, seen Lady Bird and Barbie good, and really liked both of those. And I've heard great things about Little Women. Little Women was nominated, yeah. wasn't it? It was. Um, it was nominated for Best Picture. I think Best Adapted Screenplay as well. I, I think. Um, I'd have to I have to look that up. Guys, comment section. Let me know if it was also Best Adapted Screenplay. I know Best Picture. Uh, yeah. I'm actually, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but I'm I'm, I'm kind of on a little fill, fill in my gaps mission for, for Best Picture winners. Um that I'm going to be taking on over the next couple months that I can share on the show as I'm going what I think. Um, just realized there was too many are missing that I hadn't seen. Um, but did love Lady Bird, did love Barbie and heard great things about little women. Um, so I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited for anything she does. So I'll, until, till I'm not going to be, I mean, I'll give her a chance until, till she disappoints me. Yeah. I see like, Unlike you, I, I've loved the world of Narnia since I was introduced to it back in, in 2005. In fact, I, I did a podcast on The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It was one of the first episodes that I ever recorded. So you can scroll down the podcast feed. You can find it. Um, me and, and my wife Carly talked about it. Uh, the original film has got to be one of those movies I've watched at least 300 times. Like it's so rewatchable and, and magical. And it, it takes me back to being, you know, that age when I first watched it, which is one of my favorite child, my one of my favorite times when I was a child, you know, and the sequels 
didn't ever quite reach the height of the original, but I, I still think they're they're fun to be had in, in there for those films. Uh, Greta Gerwig, I'm with you. She is simply one of my, my favorite directors working today. She's always been able to capture this sense of warmth in her films, and I think that that's something like Narnia will need. Uh, not only that, but we've seen what she's able to do, or at least I've been able to see what she's been able to do with an ensemble cast with like little women. Um, so something, you know, like this, she'll have to have that as well. Cause it's, a, it's an ensemble. I, I find her interest in this series surprising, but I, I'm, I'm totally on board for it. I really am. Uh, I'm still holding out hope. She does Supergirl though, but it mm-hmm. doesn't it, going by this quote. It doesn't necessarily sound like, she she's cracked the story, but I mean, it's Greta Gerwig. She is three for three. As you guys know, I've come around to liking Barbie. I've always liked it, but I thought it was still I thought it was more messy than it was good. But I've kind of come around to it where I still think it's messy, but I think the good outweighs the the messy qualities in that film. Uh, and she directed the hell out of that movie. So I, I yeah. Whatever she does, I'm I'm on board for it. I, I think she's fantastic. I love her as a filmmaker. She's wonderful. So yeah, count me in too. Yep. <laughs> uh, live action Zelda movie is the development at Sony. Were you a Zelda guy growing up? I hate that we're about to go through a couple of these that I <laughs> that I have a similar answer. Uh yeah, I mean I, I played Zelda a little bit you know, back when I was a kid on super Nintendo or, or NES or something. Um, and I, um, I don't know a lot about the lore, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I knew more about the other games, you know, Mario's and, and Donkey Kong's and things like that than I did Zelda. But, um, I've played a few of the games and that's about my experience with it. Kind of the same. Um, but, this is this is coming from a press release from Nintendo. It was announced that development will begin on a live action uh, Legend of Zelda movie. It will be directed by Wes Ball, who is best known for working on the Maze Runner, the Maze Runner Scorch Trials, and Maze Runner the Death Cure, which he's also directing the new Planet of the Apes movie, which is coming out uh, this May. Um, the release uh, of this statement ends with the following statement. I was redundant. Uh, by getting deeply involved in the movie production with an aim to put smiles on everyone's faces through entertainment, Nintendo will continue its efforts to produce unique entertainment and deliver it as to as many people as possible. Um, you, you and I kind of got into our thoughts on this, or you got got into your thoughts on this a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm very similar to you, to you. Um, I don't really know that much about the legend of Zelda outside of playing a lot with link and super smash bros. Yeah. That's, that's uh, a lot of it. That's about the extent. <laughs> yeah. I, he was my guy that I always play and I would always spam the same move over and over again. <laughs> uh, he, he was my favorite character to use in that God. game. That said, did he say, world, what did he say? He doesn't say anything as a character. I thought he would say something like links, like like some kind of like thing or something yeah. over and over. I thought he had a Link, little like. Link. Yeah, he might be of... right. 
You might be right. I don't know, yeah. but I know in the in the story itself, he doesn't speak. He doesn't really talk at all. Uh, but I know there's you know a lot of cool lore with this character um, and his story. Um, so count me in, I guess. Uh, I I love fantasy tales, so hopefully get they get it right. I will say I'm surprised that they're doing this with Sony and not Universal, considering the um, success that they had with uh, Super Mario yeah. this past year, or this year, not this past year. I might be I might be having another Shazam Kazam moment. I was has there ever been a live action Zelda show? No. Well, what is what show am I thinking of from when 20, 30 years ago? There were the woman, she had dark hair and wore like a gold, like I know tube. Who you're talking about, and you scared the answer right out of me. God dang it. <laughs> I know, I know what you're talking about. The woman about. wasn't China, was it? It kind of, it kind of had no, it was, it, it was not. Um, Ah, that's gonna kill me. I know what you're talking I, I, about. <laughs> Someone's screaming I, at it. I, I, I just yes. in my head, that's what came to my mind. But I, I can't remember what that. And I don't know much about that show either, obviously. But I was thinking maybe I did watch a little Zelda. <laughs> Sorry. No, I've been. Don't even Google it. I've been googling it for the whole time you were talking, and I can't figure it out. <laughs> so let me Google this. No, I know, I know, Xena, uh, Xena Warrior Princess. That's it. Yep. God. God, it came you... to me right in the clutch. Wow. Okay, so that that's easy to mix up. It's e- easy, but if Xena you know, Warrior Princess. Zel- no, all right. they're, di- yeah. they're, they're different. The names are similar, but they're different. Their iconography is very different. Okay. <laughs> but it's Shazam, Kazam. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, I mean... Video game movies do not have the best track record, but I think you can make a very good, compelling fantasy movie with this character and the amount of lore that he has, and also how many people love these games. I know a lot of my friends love Breath of the Wild or or whatever that video game's called. I haven't played it, Um, but I know a lot of my friends really love it, so maybe they'll nail it. I hope they do. But Walker, have you heard the news? Snag Strike is officially over, man. That's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. This coming from Deadline, after 118 days of the Actors Guild being out on strike, SAG AFTRA and the studios on Wednesday reached a tentative deal on a new contract that could see Hollywood up and running within weeks. The strike will be over as of 12.01 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, or PT, um, on Thursday, November 9th. We hear putting an end to a more than seven month of labor unrest in Hollywood that saw the Writers Guild and SAG after a hit the picket lines in the industry's first joint strike in more than 60 days. Uh, the agreement includes unprecedented wage pattern with two wage increases the first year of the contract 
7% upon ratification and another 4% increase effective July 2024, making a compound first year increase of 11.28%. There will be another 3.5 increase effective July 2025. This pack package breaks the so-called industry pattern. Uh, wages for background actors will increase by 11% effective November 12th to 2023, and then by an additional 4% effective July 1st, 2024, and by another 3.5% effective July 1st, 2025. And in a monumental breakthrough for the first time ever, a number of uh, covered positions in the West Coast zones will equal those of the East Coast zones. This projected to add almost 11,000 new covered background workdays annually, uh, a newly 43 and a nearly 43% increase to the contribution cap for one hour productions and nearly 67% increase throwing a lot of numbers at you guys to the cap uh, for half hour productions will re result in increased contributions to the health and pension retirement funds, as well as help performers uh, working on those shows to continue qual uh, qualifying for benefit coverage. Walker, I just threw a lot at you um, and a lot at our audience. It's a lot of numbers guys. Um, but what are your thoughts on this? I mean, good for good. Great. Good for the actors. Yeah. I mean, previously good for the writers. I know we've already talked about that, but good. I mean, I'm glad the performers are getting paid their due. I'm glad they come to an agreement and good for us. We've got people being paid what they earn and, uh, or what they deserve. And we are going to, um, start to see a little more content, start to see a little more marketing, start to see some things be put in motion. And I'm really, I'm excited about it. Um, hopefully it's a long time before anything like that holds us up again. Uh, feels like over the last three, four years, you know, it's just been thing after thing after thing, holding us up and holding up releases. And, and it's been really tough to get back to like a, 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 a groove of things. Um, yeah. I mean, Marvel hadn't missed a boat cause they're, they're still putting out nine, 10 things a week, but everybody else has yeah. had trouble getting it all out. Uh, good for me personally, you know, everyone on this show knows my wife is a, Big time background actor. She told me last night that uh that they are getting the increase, the eleven percent increase. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> good for Jess, man. Yeah. Um, listen, I'm I'm very happy that the strike is over and both parties seem to agree that this is a fair deal. You know, I, I hate that the strike was needed to get a better deal, but sometimes that's what you got to do in order to be treated fairly. Um, so it's unfortunate, but you know sometimes you have to do that uh, when most people think of actors they think of like the big name ones but there's loads of actors who you don't know who were getting underpaid and i celebrate this win for those people uh that that's what really matters and i'm glad that you know both the writers strike is over the actor strike is over and now that those parties are have come to agreements that they deem fair we can now proceed and hopefully get better content or better movies, TV shows, and people can be compensated fairly. Um, and I'm very happy about that. It's a good, good thing, man. I am too. I'm, I'm stoked. I hope, hopefully this means we're smooth sailing from here on out. Well, <laughs> you know, the actor strike is, is over. The writer strike is over. That's great news. But 
because we were on strike for so uh, we we aren't actors, but because so many actors and writers, all the actors and writers were on strike for so long, um, there's going to be a backlog. Yeah, there's some catching of, up to do of of movies. Uh, shifting release dates, movies that stop production that now have to pick up production. And we're going to start covering that right now. Um, Minecraft Tron three Mortal Kombat two will all begin filming in early 2024. This coming from deadline of those eyeing an early 2024 shoot for Disney's Tron three Warner brothers, Minecraft starring uh, Jason Momoa and directed by Jared Hess, which is supposed to come out, uh, April 4th, 2025. It also should be noted that Tron 3 stars Jared Leto, might I add. Uh, New Lines Mortal Kombat 2, which has no date set. And Lion Gates, Aziz Ansari, Zari's uh, Keanu Reeves, Seth Rogen movie, Good Fortune, which was shut down by the WGA uh, strike back in May, which will resume production. Meanwhile, Lion's Gates, uh, Misha Green directed and written thriller, Sunflower is looking to begin filming. Uh, the article also mentions uh deadline here is that those movies set to go on back this week or in very near future are marvel studios uh slash disney's deadpool 3 starting or starring ron reynolds and hugh jackman and directed by sean levy which was 50 percent complete paramount's uh gladiator 2 over in europe Warner brothers tim burton directed beetlejuice 2 which only has two days left and Clean Eastwood's uh, Juror Number Two, which has around a dozen days left, as well as Sony's Venom Three. Uh, Walker, what are your thoughts on all of these films looking to begin production, and all these films looking up to wrap production post the actors and writers strike? Oh, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, that's that's really exciting to get that much content on the on the. Um, coming soon. I, I, I'm shocked at how much is so close to being done and stopped. Did you say Beetlejuice? Yeah. Was it Beetlejuice? Is two days from shoot done? Two days. Two days. That left, is yeah. what a. What, I mean, I bet, I bet they were just like trying to cram it in when they, at the end and just couldn't make it. <laughs> that, um, we gotta hurry. Yeah. Um, I heard a lot of good stuff in there. Um, do you like Mortal Kombat the first one? I had some decent fun with it. Um, yeah. I, I, I found the fight scenes to be enjoyable and all that, but I, I didn't love it and I don't think it's particularly good. I just had fun with it. Yeah. I feel about the same way. I mean, I, I always liked the games a lot, the Mortal Kombat games. They were probably the most fun games when I was young. It was like the game that you, that was like the GTA before GTA where you would like play a more mature game that you weren't allowed to play when you were too young. And, uh, um, I always loved them. And, and I even liked when I was younger, I liked the original movies um, from back then. Oh yeah. The mortal Kombat and that <laughs> song. Yeah. Um, Tron. I need to watch Tron. <laughs> so seen Tron. The first one is it's dated, like really dated, but I enjoy it. And the second one, Tron legacy. I love, I love. So it's movie. a sequel. Um, the one they recently yes. made is a sequel. Yes, Tron Legacy is a sequel to the first one. You don't necessarily have to watch the first one in order to understand it, but it helps. Um, Tron Legacy is is really good. I don't even know what it's about. It's really good, man. Um, I want to see it so I can ride. I want to ride the new Disney ride. Yeah, that that ride looks sick. Um, The 
visual effects in Tron Legacy were still kind of hold up, minus some stuff with Jeff Bridges that I won't give away for you. But uh, <clears throat> the soundtrack is fantastic. Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Soundtrack. Okay, I did remember yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and it, it's it's freaking sick. That's cool. Yeah, I'll have to add that to the list. Yeah. That's exciting to have this much coming out. I mean, this much, at least this much making progress and eventually going to come out, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing all these projects, Deadpool 3 and and Gladiator 2 in particular. Um, The reason I don't have Tron 3 on there is mostly because, like, they've been saying they're going to do Tron 3 for forever and we haven't seen it. So I'm not really holding out hope. But I imagine post-strike, you know, with things shutting down and and being picked up, mixed with all the things that should have been shooting, that, you know, the next year or so is going to be a logistical nightmare for people. Yeah, I'm sure there, yeah. Like, this is going to be a nightmare. People are probably going to be tied up and things are going to get pushed back. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a logistical nightmare, but you know, all that stuff sounds good. Hopefully, hopefully it all comes out and is, is good. Um, speaking of, of, of things continuing, uh, the voice recordings for beyond the spider verse are set to continue, uh, this coming, uh, from the, that same article, um, from deadline, uh, returning for voiceover recording will be Sony's animated threequels Spider-Man beyond the Spider-Verse, which was pushed off the calendar from its Easter weekend, 2024 release. The pick sequel uh, this past summer, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse proved that there was no such thing as superhero fatigue at the box office grossing $690 million worldwide. Um, whether beyond the Spider-Verse, Lands on 2024 calendar remains in question. However, it would be quite welcome. Sony just announced that November 8th next year is going to be Venom 3, which, as I just said, is picking up shooting. Uh, Walker, are you excited for Beyond the Spider-Verse? Yeah, for sure. I uh, I, I really loved Across the Spider-Verse. Um, I, 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 liked them, I loved them both, but but Across the Spider-Verse today is still my favorite favorite of the year. Um. I just, I mean, watching that movie and, and, you know, and I've heard, I've heard, you know, speaking of overworked and underpaid, I mean, I've heard that they are, are demanding a lot of everyone working on that movie. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, I can tell you, you know, taking a step back from that and just watching the movie, it is clear that every drop of effort put into that movie made it phenomenal. And it's, uh, um, it's, it's, it's obviously just oozing with talent and hard work. Um, but yeah. that's like, I mean, the story, I mean, I like the story a lot, but more than that, I, I was captivated by Spider-Verse the entire time watching. So, uh, um, yes, I am excited from a viewer to, to for, for the next one. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty pumped to see this. You know, I, I really enjoyed Spider-Verse though. Not as much as, uh, a lot of people like into the Spider-Verse, not as, I didn't enjoy Into the Spider-Verse as much as a lot of people, but I really, really enjoyed Across the Spider-Verse. I think it's absolutely fantastic, despite my big issue with it being half a movie. Um, but I, I'm, I'm very ex- yeah, yeah, I think it will. I'm very excited to see where this one culminates, given where the last film ended. Um, yeah, I, I really like these movies. Uh, Spider, 
Into the Spider-Verse is, is really good, and Across the Spider-Verse, I think, only improves upon a really good movie and is a great movie. Uh, great half a movie. Uh, just... I'm, so do you? Just, so I, I, I know what you mean. I mean, yeah. there's other stuff like that too. I mean, I'm just wondering. Did you? Do you? I, I assume you feel that way about Fast Ten or Fast X. To I mean, a that's, degree, yeah. I mean, that that stops mid sentence. It feels like. Um, what about Dune? Do you? What, like I, I, I'm just kind so of wondering. With a movie like Dune, it it is the it ends with him accepting the call. Like him yeah. going on the journey and then realizing where his place is and then accepting the call, feeling that call. It's the same exact thing as the end of the Fellowship of the Ring, accepting the call. The ending of Across the Spider-Verse is very much in line with something like The Matrix Reloaded, where it literally cuts off and there's no real ending to the movie. There is a resolution to the character of Gwen Stacy, like you see that character arc open and close, but with uh, Miles Morales, it doesn't, it just ends. Yeah. And you don't see that resolved. It's, it's a, an issue I have with the movie, but it doesn't take away from the greatness of oh, the yeah. movie itself. I think the movie's great. And I, I mostly just like to poke fun at saying it's a half a movie to instigate people. I shouldn't do that. It's kind of a douche move on my part, well, but well, no, I think it's a valid point. I just, I, I just, I'm wondering. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not asking snarkily. I'm, I'm actually just I curious know. of like how far it goes. Like I, because I've heard that complaint about Dune a couple times from like other critics, reviewers that they, they say they like it. It's great, but like it doesn't stand on its own, and they might like it more later. And I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess, I mean, Star Wars never felt that way. Star Wars, it always, yeah. they always. They they all stand alone. It feels like every chapter concludes perfectly, while still leaving room for more. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, ultimately, I, I'm very very excited to see the culmination of what I think is going to be a great trilogy. Um, so, speaking of of what I things that I hope or I think is going to be great. Uh, Superman legacy is still on track to open July 11th, 2025. This coming from the man himself, James Gunn via Instagram. Thanks to the effort of all our talented crew who never lost faith during the longest strike in Hollywood history and who never let the, their foot off the pedal, continuing to barrel forward, creating the most amazing character and set designs I've seen in my entire career. Superman Legacy will be making the originally planned release date of July 11th, 2025. In the post, he also shared this awesome font with the release date that echoes back to the font used in Superman comics. And I really love that touch. Um, Walker, are you excited for this movie? And do you think when it's all said and done, this movie will make its release date? um yeah I'm, I'm very excited for the movie i'm excited I'm, I'm i'm about as excited for that as i am almost anything else um uh i yeah so what does that mean like he's writing this right yeah he's already wrote it like the script's done 
from what I. Oh, got. it's done. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I mean, what? Who's who's been working on? I mean, have they have they been ignoring the so strike? The actors, or this- the actors strike and the SAG strike. That those those people are on strike, but like the crew and everything, they're not on strike. Right, and they've been they've been working just yeah yeah okay. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, I he he. He strikes me as someone that'll 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 hit the deadline. I mean, I, I think he's uh Yes, I'm very excited for it. And I if I had to guess, I would say that uh it'll make it. It's fun funny that I saw um that I watched Pearl last week and finally got to see some corn sweat uh um at in action and he has got the part. Now I'm looking at this uh mock up poster on uh Google images of Superman Legacy. It looks good. Looks great. Yeah. Um I do think when it's all said and done, like you, I, I think it's it's going to make its intended release date. They've got the script written. The movie is partially cast with like the two biggest roles already being cast. Uh, James Gunn is someone who I think is, you know, a complete professional and, and, and get stuff done. And I think there's a lot writing on this movie, not only for DC, but also for Warner Brothers as a whole. So I think this movie needs to hit its date. Um, and as far as my excitement for the movie, like, I, look, I, I don't want to ramble, uh, but I am so incredibly excited and eager to, you know, see this movie and what James Gunn's vision is for Superman and what his DC world will look like. We're going to see a little preview of it in animated form this year with Creature Commandos and then Superman Legacy. That's where it all starts in the movies. So very exciting stuff, man. I'm excited for it all. I'm excited to kick that universe off and, and see what they can see what they can give us. Yeah, I am too. Um, moving on to our, our last news story here. Um, Disney, Disney shifts release dates. So this coming from deadline, uh, Deadpool three is now slated to come out July 26th, 2024. Mufasa, The Lion King, which I didn't even know existed. Uh, December 20th, <laughs> 2024. Captain America 4, Brave New World. February 14th, 2025. The original uh, release date, I think, was the t- July 26th date for 2024, which Deadpool took. Uh, Fantastic Four, which is coming out May 2nd, 2025. Thunderbolts which is coming out July 25th, 2025 and blade November 7th, 2025 Uh, Walker. That's only one movie from Marvel coming out in 2024 and then four movies coming out in 2025. What are your thoughts on this? And do you think four movies in one year is like we've been saying, is it too much? No, I, I think that's okay. I think that that doesn't bother me, especially if they make us wait for a while, and yeah. it feels like they're putting their time into it, and there's um, they're not oversaturating the the market with with cons- constant, you know, not ten episode, eight episode, six episode series. Um, so that doesn't bother me. I'm ex- and I'm excited that I mean I'm excited that maybe we get to build a little anticipation. I mean, it would be fun yeah. to to like man, dude, I'm ready to see a Marvel movie again. You know, like, and uh, I, I, I hope that does happen. I, I'm excited about um, Lion King, Mufasa. I did that's Barry Jenkins directing it. Um, yeah, it is. And I looked at it and like, it's, it's one of those things I completely forgot about. 
I didn't even know it existed. Like, and it it's been announced Barry Jenkins is directing it. Like, he's a good director. I think. Yeah, interesting. I, I think he's, I think he's a quite do. good director. And yeah. I, but I, what I love is just that they're trying it, and yeah. and I understand it's a um. I mean, it's obviously an existing IP, but it's a new, it's an original script. I mean, it's a new movie. So like they've, they've, is he they've this made script? these. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I'll look in a second, but he, um, uh, the, they've made all these live action Disney movies. They've just beat them to death. And, and some of them are good. Some of them are okay. Some of them, most of them are okay or worse. I mean, there's been a few that have been that have been quite good, and uh, the fact that they may give it a go and make something new with it, I mean, I wouldn't mind that being kind of a a run for a while after that, and like them making a live action Beauty and the Beast, or you know, it's just what happened after Beauty and the Beast. You know, I mean, I don't mean Beauty and the Beast two from uh, like the Enchanted Christmas or whatever, or Lion King two, Simba's oh, Pride. <laughs> Simba's um, Pride. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, Lion King. Know, I don't mind Simba's, Simba's Pride. Uh, trying to, they have some good music in it, though. I like some of them. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that that's I'm interested. It's it's a cool concept. I'll, I mean, obviously, I, I love Lion King. Lion King to me is 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 a top movie of all time. Um, the is your favorite movie. animated movie? Uh, prob- probably. It's very very high. Um. That's fair. Uh, I don't want to give away that draft pick. Um, <laughs> it's somewhere up there. Um, so, and, and I mean, I, I actually enjoyed the live action one. I know not everyone did, but I, I, I enjoyed is it. it fine. Is I it mean, the... live action? Because it's it sure. appears live action, <laughs> but that is one thousand percent computer generated images. That yeah, is, the, the... it's still animated, but it, it's like realistic looking yeah the part i mean animation serves a purpose there's a reason it exists and it and it and keep talking i can hear i'm gonna plug plug in my charger i'll be right back the animation serves a purpose where i i you can do things you just can't do in live action one of them is give a baby lion a raised eyebrow with a like a smirk on his face or have zazu roll his eyes can't make them yeah you yeah the the live action you know air quotes if they did that it would probably be terrifying to watch (laughs) um so i uh, so i i don't know what they can do with that i mean it's a little easier with like aladdin with um actually aladdin probably lends itself to it pretty well um but but Lion King's tough a, for that. There was supposed to be a Lion King or a uh, a uh, Aladdin sequel, but I don't think that that's going to happen. Was it going to be Return of Jafar, or was it going to be just its own? Thing? <laughs> I think it was going to be original. Um, I don't think they were going to do the Return of Jafar. Although they could do Return of Jafar and combine it with Prince of Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> Takes um, me back. Um, but uh, we do. We got a bunch of trailers. A bunch. Um, yeah. I'm interested to talk about a few. And before we, we get to the trailers, can I? Can oh. I? Before yeah. we get to the trailers, can I? Can I add something to the the about the release dates? Yeah. So, 
obviously, you know, the strike going on, as long as it did, it pushed things back and, you know, pushed schedules back. I think on one hand, I think with Marvel being shaky, like you said, only one theatrical release date in 2024 might actually help them out a bit and get us, get us, you know, excited. On the other hand, four movies coming out in 2025 might feel like a, I think might feel like a bit overkill depending on how good the movies are. You know, one of the things I read, and I believe it was from Deadline, don't quote me on this, but I believe it was from Deadline, uh, Cat 4 wasn't received well and at an internal uh, test screening uh, with up to six months of, of reshoots being planned and three major sequences being cut out or reworked. And I think that that's a bit concerning considering what, you know, happened with the Marvels. But I, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt considering I did enjoy Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show. Uh, I yeah, personally I, think, yeah. you know, I personally think that these, you know, projects are, if, if these products are good, it won't be overkill. We just got to hope that they're good. And Marvel's got to hope that they're right. Because if they get four mixed to negative re, negatively received movies in 2025, that could be very damaging. Especially if Superman Legacy and the Batman 2 are excellent. Because mm-hmm. those are coming out in the same year. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's a good it point. Could be, could be very damaging, oh. but yeah, lots of lots of good stuff coming out then. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Thanks for adding that. That's a good point. Um, but we do we have we have some trailers to talk about. We have uh, Lift, starring Kevin Hart, directed by F. Gary Gary. <laughs> so I mean, I'll share my thoughts. I I don't want to be Mister Negative on this rundown here. You didn't. Um, it didn't lift your spirits, man. <laughs> it's it's. Kevin Hart. I mean, I like Kevin. Kevin Hart's obviously a world class talent. He's a hilarious comedian. He's highly successful. He deserves everything he has. I there's been very few films he's been in that I, I have liked at all. Now, to be fair, I have not seen the Jumanji's. Um, I should, but I haven't. You but should. Any of the Die Hard, Die Harder, Central Intelligence, Get Hard. Like, oh, I mean, it's just the same. Like. I, I, the movie, I mean, I'm not saying it's terrible, but it's just going to be, it just screams like meh to me every time when he's in it. Um, now, this particular one, the trailer did not excite me that much. It didn't look bad, but it didn't excite me that much. But there are some people attached to it that I, that kind of excite me. I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio, um, Jean Reno, um, the woman from uh, the morning show and from the Embitha Raw. Um, she's great. Uh, and then F Gary Gary, uh, directing it. And he's obviously got a great resume. So that, that, that excites me with Italian job and, and straight out of Compton. And yeah, I mean, that's the thing that excites me is F Gary. Is it F Gary Gary or F Gary Gray? F Gary Gray. F Gary Gray. Um, I, I really enjoy him as a filmmaker, you know, his movies like straight out of Compton law abiding citizen negotiator. I even like fate of the furious. I know a lot of people don't like that movie. I like it a lot. The Italian job is one of those movies again that I, I watched all the time. I, I've seen it so many times. It was one of those movies that was like always on showtime. Um, and this appears to be kind of riffing off that, you know, I'm interested to see Kevin Hart step into this kind of role. 
You know, I mm-hmm. if we've seen him as a lead man, it has not worked for you. Uh, it sounds like, and his comedies, obviously, him as a stand-up comedian, I think he's hilarious. And his comedies, I, I do think it's hit and miss, but he he hits for me often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I enjoy his comedies, uh, and I actually like his dramatic turns and stuff like The Upside and and Fatherhood. So I haven't seen The Upside. I love whatever the Untouchables. Um. But I haven't seen the upside with Brian Cranston and, and Kevin Hart. I meant I noted that earlier, and I should have said that. I would like to see that. That does look. Good. It's good. It's solid. It's solid. And I and I liked Fatherhood a lot too. Even though that movie, I watched it at the worst possible time. It was when I found out that uh, Carly, or it was shortly after I found out uh, my wife and I were were pregnant. Hmm. Um, and the movie just was like ah. What happens at the beginning of that movie gave me nightmares. But um never seen him in a lead action role kevin hart yeah i do i like so, his bit parts too like when Ian hobbs and shaw little part yeah I like, that, I like that, that, that tracks for me that plays really well for me and i do like kevin Hart. i think he's a yeah. hilarious human being um and i like him in in like uh like non-fiction set like in interview type scenarios or or like he has he's, a show on he, peacock he, that he heart to heart positive person um yeah, so he, I mean, he's obviously got a lot to give. Um, he just, you know, and I haven't seen enough, I guess. I haven't seen The Upside. I haven't seen um, the Jumanji movies. Um, so I, I guess I'll, I'll uh, give those a shot first before I make a call. I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah, I think the trailer looks fine. I'm not blown away by the trailer. I'm more sold on F. Gary Gray and... Um, kevin hart but as the trailer as far as the trailer is concerned it looks fine it looks fine i'm i'm, I'm not raging to go see it you know yeah yeah uh, then we have the family plan this starts mark Wahlberg, directed by do Simon you have a family Sellages. plan walker are you excited um, for this movie i can't remember what i was talking i think i was talking about an individual episode god what was it Jess and I were watching something the other night and I compared some, you know, the movie nobody with, uh, Pablo and Kurt. Yeah. I, something we were watching, I can't remember what it was. And I was like, it's pretty much just nobody. Um, so it's like the same concept as that. And then it wasn't this. And then the next day it's this. And it's like, Oh my God. I was like, I was just complaining. This was that. Now it's the third thing. I mean, it just feels like I've seen this movie. Um, Mark Wahlberg is funny. Um, and, and my favorite use of Mark Wahlberg is comedy. I was in the barbershop the other day watching daddy's home too, and, and laughed several times. I mean, I, 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 I think he can be funny. Um, and obviously he's an, he's a physical presence. So, I mean, I, 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 Apple TV plus, I give them respect and trust. They've got a lot of good stuff out there and they've, they've, they've carved a real place of their own into the, the entertainment industry that is respectable. It, it I rolled my eyes when I watched this trailer though. I'm going to be honest. Well, I'm kind of there with you. I, I'm a sucker though for, for Mark Wahlberg for a Mark Wahlberg <laughs> movie. And this, this looks like it'll scratch that Mark Wahlberg itch that I always seem to have, you know, like it looks like the kind of movie I'd, I'd pop on on like a Sunday afternoon and just enjoy it as mindless entertainment. 
Well, you know what I guess it is? I, I guess popcorn or eating chips or, or drinking a protein shake, whatever. Uh, this this just looks like that kind of movie. But I'm I'm kind of with you. Like it's like eh, eh, similar. It's a similar reaction to, to uh, that I had to uh, Lift. It's like yeah. Eh, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm I'm more interested just to watch it just because the lead actor I enjoy. My issue with it, I think. I think I'm just rarely in that position and I, I wish I was more. I am rarely in a position. Like I have a, I'm so like obsessive about everything and I want to see all these movies and all this content. And I do like movies content, obviously, but I, I have this like ever growing list on my phone of stuff. I watch and how many episodes behind I'm on it. And then how many movies I want to watch. And I haven't been I've, been, I've had it for years and I have chunked away at it all the time, but it grows and then I chunk away and it grows and I've never, never been done with it. it. It's like working at the mail, the, the post office, you know, you right. think you're done and you're just not done. It, it, like it's, it's frustrating because I find myself now sim- in a similar position that you are in where it's, I find myself less and less watching movies that I enjoy over and over again. And I'm more, I'm watching new, 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 stuff and it's like yeah uh, and so in a lot of it's you know um old stuff that i that's just been a hole in my knowledge you know what i mean i mean a lot of i mean the the list started as a uh oh you've never seen gone with the wind or something like that and it's like all right i'll put it on the list i need to watch it because you know you always you have those ones where people remind you of and you're like oh so i just wrote it down every time you've seen the crow now right (laughs) no it's on the list (laughs) but my list and it, it typically it's good movies and typically it's like acclaimed movies or fan favorites or cult classics or whatever they are. But they're things that like, I feel like I should see, especially as someone who likes to talk about movies every week on, on a podcast. So it's so hard for me to ever pop on Spencer confidential pop on extraction too. Like I'm just never, it's just so hard. I mean, I, I'm only gonna, it's so hard for me to like, I mean, sometimes I'll do it. And every time I do it, it's worth a watch, but Spencer confidential. hmm. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's so hard unless it's so like, unless the world like tells me to watch it, it's hard for me to do it. And I, and I feel, I I hate being like it because I turn it into work instead of like a passion. Just enjoying Um, it. Yeah. Because every time I do, like if I were to sit around with some buddies and like throw on the family plan, I imagine I would laugh about a bunch. Like perfect example, being in the uh, um, barbershop, like they just throw on a different either comedy or action movie every day, just over and over and over again. And every time I'm in there, I'm like, oh, man, dude, that this is funny or this is great. or I haven't seen this in forever. Like, and, it, and it's just like enjoying movies like you're supposed to. Um, so I, 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 I should do better about it. But that that's kind of the thing is it's hard for me to like get fine time for it yeah yeah um we'll move on from that uh mean girls what are they doing here are they remake is this a sequel are they remaking it is it a musical is it based on the musical it's confusing it looks like it's a a sequel but like a modern spin you know i i think this trailer comes across as sort of like been there done that for me you know i think it's it's supposed to be based on the Broadway musical and the movie itself, I believe is supposed to be a musical. Uh, I think it's like a modern retelling. I, I don't know. I, to me, this is the OG is obviously a classic and it's totally fetch. 
<laughs> this just comes across as a retread. I, I I was sending this in a group chat I'm in on Instagram, and we all kind of had a similar reaction, which is like, it's just comes across as sort of been there, done that. It doesn't, it just looks like the same movie with a modern spin. And I hate that lazy criticism of, oh, it just looks like the same movie because, you know, there's only like seven stories you can tell. But this just looks like the original Mean Girls. That's what it yeah, looks like. I mean, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 the first one's great. I mean, the first one's a classic. Yeah. I mean, it's not like one of my favorites or anything, but I recognize how, how big it is. And how I'll never forget and how when Virginia everyone George got hit by a bus and I legit thought she died. I jumped off the couch and I went, what the fuck? Like I, it surprised me. Oh, uh, I mean, I like the Tina Fey and John Hamm and Jenna Fisher and Tim Meadows. I was watching Tim Meadows and something else last night. I always love seeing him. Um, His best role is in uh walk hard. You don't even want any oh, part yeah. of this shit, do we? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, no, it makes it even better. He's like, you don't want it any part of your bad feelings into good feelings. <laughs> I think I want me some of that cocaine. Um, it's non-habit forming. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I was watching him in, in Poker Face last night, and he was good in that. Um, I kept being like, it was a lady man. How may I play to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Ooh. that. <laughs> Ooh, it's a lady. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I I hope it does well. It's hard to tell. I mean, I, I mean, hopefully it's great. I, I I is it a musical? I it's what does that mean? It's based on the musical. What is the musical not a, based this, on the movie? The musical is based on the movie. So this and is based so on the it, musical. <laughs> yeah. <weird>. So. so <laughs> The movie came out in 2004. It had a musical uh, adaptation, and then they're doing a movie version of the musical adaptation. So the movie, the new movie is a musical. Yeah. The trailer doesn't make it seem like a musical, really. No, it doesn't. But when you look it up, it says it's a musical. That's good. That's that. That makes me a little more interested. If it's a music, I mean, that's you know, if it's because the trailer you, makes it just. You're, seem, a song, you're a song and dance man. Grease is one of your favorite. Yeah, movies. yeah. Um. So I, yeah, I mean, I that makes it a little more interesting because I would have loved to see to see uh, Mean Girls on stage. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It, uh, we'll learn more about it. It just feels it feels weird. I guess right the now. first trailer didn't also. I'm also at a weird age where like I, it's making me real uncomfortable when they're making movies that are 20 years old from 2003 or 2004 or whatever that's starting. It's like not old enough, man. Chill. It's yeah. starting to like get to me. It, it, it gets to you, man. I mean, I, w- I was sitting down texting some of my previous guests on the show and they were telling me they were, yeah, I was born in 2001. And I'm like, oh, my God, that makes me <laughs> gross and sick. Um. Moving on, we got uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. We're gonna, you're gonna, I'm gonna hit you again. No idea. Don't know anything about it. Not the original. Not is it? I, I don't even know what it is. Is it anime? Listen, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm. So I'm right there with you. I'm gonna lose <laughs> some some nerd points here, but I'm I'm to, I'm not at all familiar with the animated series. Nor did I see the M Night Shyamalan movie, which I hear is a good thing. Uh, yeah, I know I do hear that's enough bad. to win like 
a random trivia question. But that's about it. But I think the trailer makes it look pretty epic and kind of magical. And the trailer yeah, looks I'll good. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. Like, I got. I think it. it looks, I mean, at least the movie looks attract. Like looks, it looks good. What's well, a I'm TV not, series? I'm not speaking on the story. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It it just looks like hot. Like the VFX look great. Yeah. It, it looks really um, good. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it looks it looks interesting. High concept. I mean, I'll have to read up on it and see it. But it looks looks all right. Uh, Ghostbusters was this Ghostbusters five, uh, or so <laughs> frozen. The go- twenty sixteen Ghostbusters, I th- is its own existing canon. It's not connected to Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters two, or Ghostbusters Afterlife. I guess this would be the fifth one that they've done, mm-hmm. um, in total. But this is like the fourth entry in the original canon. Hmm. Um. I saw the trailer today at the movies. Uh, What'd you think? Was it a cruel summer? Not Taylor Swift version. This is like (laughs) the karate kid version. Um, Honestly, when the trailer started, I I couldn't figure out what it was at first. And you know, when the they're on the beach and the Ferris wheel and stuff and it's coming, it was like, I mean, I was intrigued. And then it started. And then it started getting like kind of wild with the spikes of ice coming out of the ground and stuff. And then I saw the Ghostbusters car, and I was like, and you, heard, you, heard, "You heard the the song." So you're not a Ghostbusters guy, are you? No, I am a Ghostbusters fan of the original. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I sound like a grumpy old man, man. I don't like doing that. I uh, you, I just you, you're I, on your front porch right now, shouting at the kids. That's yeah. what you're doing. Walter. It just, it just. There's so much of this. I know this is just a conversation that we have and everyone has a lot. There's so much of this, just grab like IP overuse and it, and it, I don't know. It just feels lazy. It feels, it feels like it feels there's like, there's not going to be much there except for the name. Well, here's what I'll say. I'm I'm not the biggest Ghostbusters fan. I, I think the first two are classics in their own right. Uh, but they aren't films that I really go back to watch. Um, I feel I the same way. Really That's care. why I feel. I, I didn't really care for the 2016 movie. That said, Afterlife, I thought I I, I really enjoyed that a good bit. I did. Like I remember sitting mm-hmm. in a the theater. I remember recording that review on the show about it. Like I I really enjoyed it. And the trailer kind of continues that streak for me. I love the New York setting. I love seeing the. Um, the cast from afterlife. And I look forward to seeing where their stories go and how they continue and seeing the ice spikes pop up was pretty dope too. And and the trailer doesn't really give you much outside of the basic premise that there seems to be a cold storm that's called the death chill coming through, which is pretty cool. You know, so we'll, we'll see what they do. Visually, the trailer looks cool. Obviously Paul Rudd. Come on. He's so charming. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Paul Rudd, I, I love Paul Rudd. I might. This might be a hot take. I'm hesitating even saying it. Um, Let it out, Walker. I don't think I'm a big Dan Aykroyd guy. That's not really a I hot take. I don't think I. There, I mean, I enjoy Blues Brothers. 
Um, and when I was a child, what? Great Outdoors. Mm-mm. I haven't seen that. It's a good one. Um, uh, Spies Like Us. Yeah. I just when I was a child, I remember thinking Soul Man was a cool show, but I think I just liked the theme song of it. Um, um, you remember that show? I don't. It was Soul Man. He played a he played a priest. It was like a sitcom that went like one or two oh. seasons. Like on prime time. Um, I, uh, you know, a lot. Of, I just don't. I don't know. Every time I see him, I know he's like, I mean, I don't think he's anywhere near. And I mean, I don't think I guess no one's saying he is, but he's nowhere near like the other guys from that era that are comedy legends. You know, the the Steve Martins and Bill Murray's and the Chevy Chase's and things like that. Like, I, I, I just don't think Dan Acker. I think Dan Acker's at the Belushi at just he just kind of tagged along with those guys and made like one or two good things to me. I watched him recently in the Britney Spears movie in theaters. And, uh, I just didn't think he was very good in that either. And it made me think about it. Did you, did you, did you, uh, enjoy him in my girl? In what? In my girl. Do you remember that movie? Macaulay Culkin? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I mean, that's not a hot take. I know plenty of people that don't necessarily like him. I, I like Dan Aykroyd, but I get it. Yeah. Um, now on to one I am excited for, and I do know, I think I'm going to like inside out too. I really like inside out. Do you like inside out? I love it. Listen, the first inside out is a very special movie to, to me and my wife. Uh, Mm -hmm. we heard our, our wedding song. It's now become our song from that movie, that lava song. I don't know lava? if you've... yeah lava the lava song oh. yeah that that's our, our that was our, our wedding song um absolutely love it it's our song um that's great i yeah i i think this is certainly one of pixar's best movies the original inside out it's probably top three for me like i love 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 this movie um and this looks to be a, a continuation of that i i I love the addition of anxiety and this design of that is amazing. Uh, <laughs> it, it, and all the, I, I just, I love the, the idea of bringing anxiety to the emotions now that Riley is, is older and dealing with stuff like that. Cause when you're a kid, I mean, up until you get to a certain age, you don't necessarily, most kids don't necessarily deal with anxiety. Uh, at least I didn't until I got a little older. Um, sure. And I'm sure that'll play very interestingly into the plot. Uh, they said there there will be more emotions too in the trailer, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing what those will be. Maybe one of them's Murray. <laughs> uh, you know that's funny. I I agree completely. I really enjoyed the first one. I thought it was touching. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was cute. I thought it was everything you want out of a Pixar movie. It hit all the hit all the beats. Um, and it also, I mean, I think it was was impactful and probably a good a good movie for children to watch, you know, just to like understand, just have put a visual on emotions and and, and how complex a, a, a psyche is. And yeah. and and now it sounds like they are going to add more than anxiety, uh, uh, like you said, yeah, a, and as, as a you get array older, of emotions. And it's yeah, really as you appropriate. Get older, you your emotions begin to you get more and more complex, and more, and more complex, right? So Pixar doing this, I think, is is going to end up being special. 
I, I don't I see agree. a world in which this does not turn out to be fantastic, just like the first one was. The first one, I, I can't gush about how much I love that. I know uh, my daughter, she doesn't really watch movies, uh, but uh, this is one of the ones that I showed my wife the trailer for Inside Out 2, and we popped on the first one, and she, like, it just caught her attention, you know, because it's all those bright colors. It's very colorful. It's very, the music in it is wonderful. Um, who doesn't love that bing bong moment? Take her to the moon for me. Ugh, dude. <laughs> like it, it's, yep. uh, yeah, it's very good. I mean, it's, and it got a great cast. I mean, Tony Hale, I love him. Um, I, I, I'm very excited. I mean, there's not a whole lot else. Is, I mean, it's, 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 it's really well done. The first one's great. And this one, builds on that in the best possible way and it and it sets itself it's the perfect movie for a sequel too it's not yeah. it doesn't it doesn't feel it feels like you know I, i'm not big on this but a lot of people are like do we need a sequel to this do we need i mean this one actually kind of feels well, like no he did like this one's like he no i know i know I, I, sequel. Yeah. I know but this one actually feels like no that makes perfect sense i can't imagine not build making a second one um well, makes perfect sense to me yeah and i will say this like how do you think because and I'm not trying to be like perverted or anything here, but how do you think Pixar is going to deal with someone when they get older and they have that certain emotion that people get when they get older? The stuff that like Big Mouth gets into. How do you think Pixar is going to kind of dance around that? Oh, I don't know. You know, that well, I meant to say that a second ago. Big Mouth. Big Mouth is... Big Mouth, the way you and I feel about Inside Out, we talked about Big Mouth like a week yeah. or two ago, I think. Last week. Is, it's kind of similar of how I feel about Big Mouth. They're different shows, obviously, but I think Big Mouth like touches on a lot of stuff very similarly and, and does a great job with it and, yeah. and, and obviously does it in a more adult setting. I don't know. I don't know. Pixar, I bet they'll find a really clever way to do it, though, that the, the parents will, will smirk at. Yeah, and I, and I, I think they will. And I mean, like, there's no need to go to that big mouth level with this. I feel like there's a way that you can craft a story and still be authentic to what a kid goes through at that age without having to dive deep into that, you know, because at the end of the day, do we know how old the kid is? I don't know. I'm assuming it could just be a 13 year old, just like, like wanting to fit in and getting picked on and, and maybe peer pressure or something. I, mean, they, I think they can, they, I think they have a lot to talk about without getting a, too yeah. adult. Maybe I, I could see a joke or two sliding in and, and it, I don't know, like maybe like a, a one emotion that only gets about two seconds of screen time. Like it's like, Oh, not needed yet. Okay. Bye. <laughs> like yeah. just like, come on. Yeah. And I could see that working and, and playing into a joke. I trust Pixar. I think this is, this is really going to be a special movie. I think. Me too. Um, lastly, what do we got? We got Damsel. This is Millie Bobby Brown. We've got Robin Wright, Penn, or just Robin Wright now. Um, you know, a dutiful damsel agrees to marry a handsome prince only to find the royal family has recruited her as a sacrifice to repay an ancient debt thrown into a cave with a fire-breathing dragon. She must rely on her wits to, and will to survive. As you can hear, <sighs> I was very excited for that. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> I got none of that from the trailer except for the last part, the fire breathing dragon. Like I didn't get a sense of what this movie is about 
or was about from the trailer at all. Uh, like I mean, it looks like Millie Bobby Brown will be escaping some kind of cave with a dragon and Robin Wright's the queen. The movie didn't really sell me or the trailer didn't really sell me on, on what the movie was, except for, Ooh, this looks cool visually. And this is a twist on the whole damsel yeah. in distress kind of thing. Uh, I love Millie Bobby Brown. I think she's a terrific actress. Robin Wright will forever have my heart from Princess Bride and playing Jenny. Horse Gump. Yep. Yeah. Or Claire Claire Dunphy. Or not Claire Dunphy. Claire uh Claire Underwood. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong shot. Um uh yeah, you know, this type of thing, it's not in my it's not it's not my favorite type of thing. And so the trailer will, will need to get better for me to be very interested in it. Um, it looks high fan. I mean, I, it looks high fan. I, I don't know. It does look good. The little ice spikes that she's climbing up made me like kind of cringe a little bit. Like, like they could be painful if you felt like the hole she's climbing up looks like kind of like a Sarlacc pit or something. It kind of like does. On those spikes. looks oh, like sharp, so. sharp rocks. Yeah. Cut your feet. Uh, well, I think that's all we got for uh, for trailers. Let's let's get into what we're watching. You said you had a big week. I did, man. Um, I didn't like so I had a big week in terms of I watched three things that I was you know really looking forward to seeing. Um, and I watched a, a couple things. Like I, I'm I'm trying to rewatch the Hobbit trilogy, and I'm kind of like in and out of it because i have have it on in the background i'm currently on um desolation of smell which i enjoy like i enjoy the hobbit films they're not in the same caliber as the lord of the rings trilogy but i enjoy them um, but i'm doing that so i can watch the lord of the rings trilogy i'm trying to watch all of them because i try to like cleanse my palate of all the horror by watching like fantasy movies i don't know why <laughs> that that just seems like a natural transition to go from like horror movies to go to like a fantasy like lord of the rings and stuff it still makes you feel like it's fall and cozy and warm those movies make yeah, me feel that sure. way Let's see that. Um, but as far as like new things that i've watched i saw next goal wins i saw this monday night thinking that it would be either uh the marvels or it would be uh this movie or it would be the holdovers. Uh, so I kind of got my wish in the fact that it was one of those three. Um, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I, I thought this was a very solid movie. I, I, it's getting like a, a very mixed reception. It has like a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Taika Waititi is, is one of my favorite creative minds. And while this movie isn't particularly creative in any way, I, I left the theater with a smile on my face. Uh, Michael Fosbender, speaking of him, uh, it's the Michael Fosbender special this week because there's two movies that I'm going to talk about with him. Spoiler yeah. alert, uh, I think he's very good and there's a dynamic with his daughter in this film that really tugged at my heartstrings and I, I found that particularly effective. Uh, but the heart of this movie is the character of Jaya and her journey throughout the film. I also really liked the team dynamic and while I don't find myself, you know, I didn't find myself dying uh, of laughter throughout the film, I still found that the jokes mostly landed, you know, I was never not smiling or at least giggling at some of the jokes that said, you know, the movie does have a few issues. There's a turn in the movie with the character of Thomas, which is 
Michael Fosbender's character and it happens very fast and it doesn't really feel earned. It just kind of happens. And then it just, they're, they're on the races. Um, and outside of, of Jaya, none of the other team members, uh, are really given much to do and are often just one note. They're often just one note. Um, there's no character arcs for them or anything like that. Um, there's also this storyline between Thomas and his ex-wife, that by the end of it felt very unresolved. Um, they it didn't add anything to the anything to the story, and it just felt unresolved. Um, all of that aside, I think there is enough here for me to to give it a low end. Go see it. I enjoyed it. Um, it's a it's a very feel good, very good feel good sports movie. Very good feel good. Um, Next movie with with Michael Fassbender I saw was The Killer. Um, this is the latest from one of my favorite filmmakers, uh, David Fincher, and I, I watched it last night, and I really like this movie. Um, it's a very simple, straightforward movie. Once once again, starring Michael Fassbender as as an assassin who's you know has a very strict and methodical uh, way of living that includes listening to the Smiths. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought he absolutely crushed it, uh, given that he's mostly silent throughout the movie and most of his dialogue comes from voiceover work and he has to convey uh, a level of calmness and intensity throughout the film that I, I think he he really conveys. He, he doesn't have to say a lot to convey a lot. And I think that's important structurally. I thought the killer was, was well-paced and, and very well-paced. I'd say uh, it always kept my attention. It's very darkly funny in moments and a fight sequence I found to be very nail biting. Uh, I don't think this movie captivated me uh, a lot, like a lot of David Fincher's other works, nor did it stimulate me enough intellectually or emotionally for me to get it over that hump to must see. But I still had a really good time with it. Uh, if you like stories with, with unreliable narrators, this is a fantastic watch. This is a very solid <laughs> go see it. Um, but yeah, th- those are the, the, the two big ones I watched this week. What about you, Walker? What have you been watching? Um, I watched a couple things, and, and, and a lot of it uh, I have pretty good things to say about. I um, Apple TV Plus. I mentioned that earlier when we were talking about uh, the family plan. I saw the miniseries Blackbird. Have you heard of that? I have. I have heard of that. Yeah, Taron Egerton, uh, Taron Egerton, and uh, uh, Paul Walter Hauser. Yeah, um, it, it's a true story about a uh, uh, a drug dealer that gets arrested, um, gets a ten year sentence, and then is offered to like have his it erased. He served seven months, and he's offered to like he can get out now if he can get a confession from this serial confessor, um, Paul Walter Hauser, who's, who plays just a guy who, who is suspected of murdering up to 14 girls. Um, Jesus mini series. It's not, um, gonna blow your socks off, but it, it really held my, t- it was one of the, I think it's, it's a quick watch. I mean, it's only, uh, I mean, Maybe it's eight episodes. Uh, maybe it's it's between six and eight episodes. Uh, I watched it in two days. I mean, it, it, I hurt my back, so it wasn't very hard. To, I didn't have a lot to do. But uh, 
You heard your back carrying this podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah. I need to pull, pull my end. Um, but it, you know, it kept my attention. I, it was one of those things. I mean, you know, just, it's the mark of a good show when like you're, you're, you're wanting to put the next one on, you're wanting to put the next one on and it's, you're excited to get home to like finish it up. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I, I give it a high end. Go see it. If we're doing that for TV, you know, I mean, it, it's, uh, I recommend it. Definitely. Um, not saying like, yeah, it's a it's a must see that you'll you're missing out if you don't. But it, it's definitely a, a a good watch and uh, one of the better miniseries in a while, um, which um, you know it's in good company with some other stuff like Chernobyl and things like that, which I don't put it quite. Chernobyl's at. fantastic. Um, yeah. Shit, Chernobyl's next level. Um, I also watched the first season of Shrinking. Jason Siegel, Harrison Ford. Dude, I'm oh. so glad you finally watched it. What'd you think? <laughs> great i thought it, i mean yes. it held my attention it was it was it was funny harrison ford's fantastic in it Th- this um, is the best he's been in years in anything like he he is so good i mean he was really good as indy it went this past summer regardless of what you think of that movie i thought he was really good i thought he was fantastic as han solo i thought he was really good and in blade runner 2049 but those don't even compare to what he he's doing here what he's doing here is like career level best it's 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 deep it's deeper than anything else i've ever seen him in honestly i mean it's uh i mean he's i mean it's real easy for him to slide into just the curmudgeon old man which uh obviously it's part of the character but that's not all the character at all i mean he's got depth to him he's got humor good he's funny he's uh got a lot of heart he he changes he's he grows as a character um He's he's got complexity. I mean, he's 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 nailing the part. He looks great too. I mean, he looks fantastic. Um, he's aging so well. Uh, uh, Jason Siegel's great. The whole cast is great. I mean, it's just it's a fun, good, um, modern show. I don't know. It, it really uh, it was it was it's it's well lit and uh, colorful. It's just like a it's kind of a feel good experience to watch it. Um, yeah, I will say in terms of. Not to compare because I love both, but Ted Lasso season one versus uh, Shrinking season one. I prefer Shrinking. What season one? What was the first one? Ted Lasso. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do too. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, what else did I see? Uh, I, I wrapped up my uh, spooky season. I went with one more horror that I wanted to check off fresh I do. Eh, it's a horror um but i watched fresh with stan sebastian stan oh the yeah movie. yeah 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 late yeah. that was a last year's movie um i wish i hadn't waited i really really liked it it's really good i um it's creepy it's thrilling it's weird in all the right ways um the lead the perform- lead performances are, are are awesome directions great it makes you feel terrified it's just gross in the perfect way that you can't look away kind of gross um i thought it was fantastic i mean i thought it was it was it was so he paced well right? we could, yeah um yeah. interesting idea um and i don't know if you'd classify it as a horror but i guess it's definitely on oh, that end it's, of things it's body um, horror uh it uh really liked it I mean, it was, it was, I gave it a hot, I mean, I gave it an 87 out of a hundred. I mean, that would be in the must see category. I mean, I, I, it was one of my favorite. Yeah. I, um, uh, it was up there with, uh, 
some of my favorites. This year has been a lot. I mean, I really enjoyed X. I really enjoyed Pearl Fresh, and uh, it follows. And, None you know, of it only takes really a year and a half to your love for Freddy versus Jason. I, I know right. that you really love that movie a lot. I set the ball oh. really high with that one for you. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it, people recommend stuff for a year and a half to you before you watch it, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, it's good." Why didn't anybody tell me? Uh, <laughs> But it's all great. I mean, I've I've really enjoyed this uh, this this Halloween season. I've I got some good uh, some good stuff in. And then lastly, um, for just the just me stuff, um, I told you earlier I'm kind of on a mission to to fill in some gaps. Um, and specifically, best picture winners. I just kind of got into it and started looking back and like what I had and hadn't seen. And uh, I mean, some of the stuff you know, you know, the English Patient came out when I was five years old. Obviously, I didn't go see it when I was five. And then it's like, when when do you <laughs> see yourself it? You know, like a movie it, fan, right? But like, if you're not if you're not like a movie movie guy, which I, I like to pretend I am, but I I realize I'm not. If if you're not like a real movie guy, when do you, if you're five years old when that came out, when do you catch it? When do you like you know what we should watch tonight? Fifteen years later that I've ever seen The English Patient. It's just hard. It's just it doesn't Listen, come up that organically. I was I was a weird homeschool kid for five years, so that's how I watched all all the movies <laughs> I saw. I feel okay. like everyone else yeah. needs to do that. Um, I didn't watch that, but but stuff like that, I like started. I was like, how many have I not seen? And it started off with like all the nominations, and I was like, well, last year, um, I can't remember. There was like for the last four years, I had not seen one of the nominations every year. Um, and I, I, I can't remember what they all are. I know Mank was one of them. Um, the, what I watched this weekend was, was Shakespeare in love. I'd never seen it. Um, what do you think? Um, good. I liked it. It, um, it's well-directed. It's got a lot of great performances. I had no idea the, the lead, the guy who plays Shakespeare, the guy from Handmaid's Tale, the asshole from that show. Rafe, um, Rafe Fine's brother. Is it really? I didn't know that either. Wow. Um, he was great in it. Um, and uh, I liked it. It was it was unique. It was clever. I think I like it more than the Boz Lerman thing. Um, I, I had no idea it was like a satire uh, or like a like a comedy. Um, I had no idea that's what it was like. Um, I so I I'm with you. I, I like the movie. But I think the thing that that hits me about it is it what it beat for best picture of the year at one. It beat Saving Private Ryan. Yep, that's where I'm going next. Yep, that is that is one of the most egregious things the Academy has ever done, ever. Like that, um, that is that that is bad. Uh, it's exactly what I was about to say. It beat, it beat obviously it beat several other things. But I'm trying to think of the one other thing. It might have. Uh, Life is beautiful. Yeah. Um, Life is beautiful is a fantastic movie. It's not anywhere fantastic. close to either of those movies. I mean, no, it's not as good as Saving Private Ryan. It's not as good as Life is Beautiful. It shouldn't have beat either of those. Um, it surprises me. I mean, you know what? But it is an original. Or, or, I, you know, <laughs> it's a. It's an interesting take, and. Uh, I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad it exists. I'm glad it got respect and attention. I'm glad that it did something given some year. I certainly, I, 
I would be thrilled that it got nominated. One, the fact that it won's a little weird. It does drag a little bit for me. And I mean, it's it's it, it, it's it starts to feel a little long for the for what it is. I mean, it's yeah. you're listening to him talking Shakespeare the whole time while it's a comedy, and it and it go and it's over two hours and it feels like it. So it does start to drag a little bit. But overall, I give it an eighty. I, I put it right at the bottom of my must see for for this. Um, but I did enjoy it. I'm glad I watched it. Good man. Um, we got some stuff to. <laughs> so I'll update as as we go. Uh, hopefully, I'll knock one off every week or every other week or something, and we'll talk about it. And we'll. Uh, um, I'm sure you've seen them. Have you seen all the best picture winners? I don't think so. I'd have to yeah, sit. So I haven't seen Green Book. I've seen. I have for sure seen all the ones that have won since 1990. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. But, the, I'm not even talking about before 1990. <laughs> But yeah, as far back as I'm going, it's like Unforgiven. Yeah, uh, maybe I, I would go back to Terms of Endearment or or I, Kramer. I would go back pretty far. I mean, I, I, I just mean for now. I mean, there's going to be a ton I haven't seen before 1990. I my claim to fame is that I have seen, I think, because they did the re-release of like the in 2007 of AFI's top 100 films, and I remember I became obsessed for like two years to watch all of those movies. I'm pretty sure I watched all of them except Lawrence it's of great. Arabia. And a lot of have them. You, them one you haven't picture. seen that now? No, I still have not seen Lawrence of Arabia. I've seen Lawrence of Arabia. Is that the only movie I've ever seen that you haven't seen? You've probably seen more <laughs> that I haven't seen, but um, uh, yeah, I get Obi-Wan kind of goes brown face in that. Yeah, he does. <laughs> um, I, Jess was telling me this morning, we were talking about Alec Guinness, uh, uh, that he like went up to James Dean a week before he died and told him he was going to die in a car accident. Are you familiar with that? No. So he, he, uh, it's like in an interview, he, is this James like Dean one of those bought, urban legend kind of things or did this like really happen? Well, I asked the same thing. It's a quote from him. So, I mean, he's really saying it happened. I don't know if it actually really happened. Did I mean, you, it was an old interview. As I said, him. did you look it up? We looked it up and saw that he, it's a quote from him. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I didn't put a lot of thought into it, but it, uh, and he said that some weird, he couldn't describe it. This weird feeling came over him. And I mean, any kind of thing like this happens, I'm always like, all right. Um, but he, uh, but that he, he, you know, James Dean just bought some spider. I don't know cars, but some kind of whatever car he, he died in. And uh, Alec Guinness walked up to him in like a restaurant and was like, um, is it Alec or Alex? Alec. Okay, Alec. Um, walked up to him in a restaurant and was like, hey, you know, I just, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I didn't say anything. Look, if you if you drive that car, like, you're going to be dead by next Thursday night. Like, he said specifically the day that he died. Like, it was, I, you know, I don't know. That sounds like bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. But it, 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 it's, who knows. Um, but we'll move on from that and we'll go into some of the stuff we both saw. Loki is over Seem, seemingly over over seemingly over I don't know. It's, no it's not it's not over over he's gonna be a big part in secret wars especially with how it ended um uh what'd you think look i i thought that this was a fantastic way not only to end the series but a beautiful way to end the character arc of loki you know i i 
I think I brought this up last week when we were talking about characters that, you know, die and then they get brought back when talking about Iron Man and Black Widow being brought back for like an Avengers movie and how it gives me a little it gives me a little hesitation when you do that, when characters have such, you know, gratifying ends and Loki and Infinity War did have a gratifying end. But looking at it now, they brought him back and what they did with that character. It's special, man. And it shows that it can work if done correctly. And and to quote Mobius from the show, I think it's like most purpose is more often burden than glory. I think that's the, the, what he says in the show and Loki throughout his journey in the MCU has been searching for his purpose in order to get glory without understanding that the top of the mountain is very lonely and, and very heavy, you know, um, what's the saying heaviest that wears the head, the crown. Heaviest the head that wears the crown. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, and by the time we get to the ending of the series, he understands that and sacrifices himself, not by dying, but, to be forever alone, to being the keeper of all time, fulfilling his, you know, his glorious purpose. I am buttoned with glorious purpose. And the final shot of him looking so proud and fulfilled is probably, you know, I, I put it up there with the third greatest character arc, if not the second greatest character arc in the MCU. Um, just give me chills just describing it. it it's great, man. I, I'm sure we, we will see him again, like I said, in Secret Wars. But like this, this series was nice. Yeah, it was yeah I mean, it was it was it was really great. It's been my favorite by a lot, um, you know, as a whole. Um, I don't know if we're comparing season one and season two. I, I might be a, on the, in the minority. I, I might've liked two better than, I mean, I really, really love the finale of one. Uh, but I, but the opener of two and the finale of two, and I liked everything in between, but the opener and the finale of season two, I, I thought were both just home runs. And I, I, I mean, yes. I mean, if we're talking full circle, if we're talking character arc, if we're talking story and how it, how it resolved itself. Yes fantastic awesome yeah. Him, give me chills with you talking about it tony uh, uh spider-man uh, wanda and and peter quill are like my my favorite character arcs and rocket yeah. there's been a lot of great ones but yeah uh but the i mean but even just the stuff in between, the like the stuff I've talked about every week, the back and forth, the chemistry between Owen Wilson and Hiddleston. I mean, it's 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 next level. I mean, if we're, I mean, what Jonathan Majors does with 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 Kang. I mean, it's. I mean, he obviously shined a lot in this finale. He 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 brought it, and he was awesome. I thought. I mean, he was he was quite good. I loved the time loop stuff. I loved the back and forth, like the the redo it redo it redo it how how confident and not or not confident but like how comfortable or how much how loki had done this a million times already and like the way he acted that and like typed the password in wrong nope that's right and then he like yeah that's finish his sentence i thought he it was acted beautifully brilliantly um and then the fact that like it was still like gut-wrenching after that that it wasn't enough and like it, it no matter how much work you put into it and how hard he's trying um, I love the back and forth between um, Kang and, and Loki when he uh, when they were freezing time. 
Uh, well, it, was all, it was this all, is the first time we've had this conversation. Yeah, I, I mean, it was just so good. And 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 uh, Cody, you know, friend of the pod, he he was texting me during the show. He was like, I, I think it was perfect. I think it was ten out of ten. Um, I was like, man, and I had I had to stop halfway through, and you texted me <laughs> around the same time Cody did, and uh, you were like that 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 finale. I was like, I know, I'm only halfway through it, but I I love loving it. Um, it was great, man. The whole show was great. The whole the whole show, the whole season, the whole episode, all of it. Uh, can't recommend it enough. And what's funny is, you know, going into it, Thor. Now I love Thor. Now, um, I did not like Thor. Like I don't mean I don't like him. I, I Thor the first movie is not like my cup of tea. Um, Thor two is not my cup of tea. I loved Ragnarok. I think that was fantastic. Um, and I love you know when Thor they started like using Chris Hemsworth better, um, where he can be this really funny guy and uh, and same with Loki really I mean it, it I I wasn't ja- that jazzed up to get a Loki series like I wasn't like oh yeah Loki that's who I want to see more yeah, I didn't I, I wasn't, wasn't against it I, I wasn't it. against it but I wasn't I did not I would never have looked at that uh timeline that marvel put out of their their uh 1600 shows and said oh loki's gonna be my favorite one and it's easily my favorite one yeah i completely Uh, agree this is a must see right this has got to be a must see. gotta be gotta be yeah yeah. um did you catch invincible (sighs) i finished episode one (laughs) what do you think i really like episode one i you know that that first couple minutes uh it threw me for a loop but it's dealing with multiverse stuff. That's what I was kind of hinting at the end of next week or end of last week's show. I was like, I don't know. Like there's so much stuff dealing with multiverse. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I trust where they're, where they're going to go. I like what they seem to be doing. I'm very much looking forward to after this podcast, watching episode two. And I promise next week I will have watched episode three. So we can both talk about it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm loving it too. Yeah, I uh, we've got we've had plenty to talk about today. Anyway, we uh, uh, they're only, they're doing four um, episodes, so they're doing they're, the first half. They're going to do four, and then they're launching. They're going to release the second four weekly as well later. Um, I, I like the year. weekly. I like the weekly. Um, so we've got next week and the week after that to talk about it. Um, yeah, they you know they they're very you know. They're thoughtful. You can tell the writers care and they want to do it right. Um, the animation's cool. Uh, I mean, I, I think the animation's fun and it takes me back to Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning. Um, but it's that's not what I'm like. That's all I'll say about it. I'm not talking to gush over it like Spider-Verse or something yeah. like that. I'm not taking it away. It's cool, but that's the extent of it. The The writing is is... Um, it's just it's elite. I mean, it's some of the best. It's it's it, they they they. So many people want to uh, make these ground, and some people have done it well. I'm not saying they're the only people who do it well. I mean, there's a lot of people. I mean, obviously, people like the boys. I did watch the first episode of the boys. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna try to watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna try to commit, v, which I finally I'm finished. Try to commit. I forgot to completely add that. Finally finished in V beautiful i uh i'll um i'll try to commit to finishing those three and then gen v before the next season starts 
Um, I really shouldn't be that hard. Uh, but, you know, so many play, people try to do this grounded or this uh, either grounded or adult or just their own take on making a more gritty superhero stuff. And then some people have done it well, obviously, but but they do it very well. Um, and they and animation really helps, too, because they can really raise the stakes and they can really get violent and get really. Um, you know what I'm trying to say? I yeah, mean, they, they the stuff really you just can't really do in live action. So they can really lean into that adult side of things, yeah. which is a, you know, I guess fresh take uh, like refreshing take on things that may not be the right word, but uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm excited for you to catch up and uh, just to watch episode three. We'll talk about it next week uh, in a little more detail with maybe some spoilers, but cause there's not a ton to talk about story wise yet. It's more would be theories on where they're going to go with it. Kind of catching up, uh, but I'm just taking it week to week and enjoying it. Uh, and then the star of the show, uh, Mar- the Marvels. I'm I'm actually really excited to talk about this. Okay, okay. Are, are um, you really? Are you really? I sense some sarcasm there, Walker Scott. Nope. No sarcasm. Uh, uh, you want me to go first? You want to go first? May I go first, sir? Yes, you may. Okay, so... <sighs> I don't even know where to start. Um, Marvel has been in a, in a tough spot recently with films and TV shows not really living up to the standard that the MCU has built itself off of. Um, outside of, you know, a, a couple things performing very well. It's just been... It's very, very inconsistent, you know? I don't want to say it's all been bad because that's not true. We just got finished talking about Loki, uh, which was fantastic. It's just been very inconsistent based off of the things that we're used to getting over the past number of years where phases one, two, and three were very, very consistent, consistently good. Um, and I think the Marvels really needed to be a win for the MCU. And I will say this. Brie Larson, Tayana Paris, and Amon Vellani are all up for the task. I, I think their chemistry is great when they're on screen, and I really buy into their dynamic. And to me, Brie Larson was really underserved in the first film. I think she's, you know, a fantastic actress who has, you know, a lot of natural charm and charisma. But because of story choices in that film, she's not really ever allowed to show that minus you know that middle portion of the film which is really a buddy cop portion of the film uh here they let her play into her natural charm and she's so much better uh i like tiana paris uh, i think she's fantastic but mildly underserved in terms of an arc uh i think and, and more on that later um but the heart of this movie, and I think the best part is Amon Vellani. She is so, so good as Kamala Khan. And her real-life excitement for this role, I think, bleeds into her on-screen performance. You can just really see it resonating or you know, resonating off the screen. I also think some of the action scenes are good. And that's kind of where the positives stop for me. Or, or yeah, that's where the positive stop. You know, I, I think this this movie is is a complete and utter mess. It feels like a movie that has been shot to death, with no character having any real satisfying arc. There's no stakes, and this movie feels like a movie that is desperate for itself 
to be over. Uh, tonally, it's all over the place with, you know, one minute it being very jokey and joke filled and the next being, you know, about sacrificing lives and never once really allowing for a moment like that to really hit or even acknowledge that those moments happened at all. You know, it just kind of skates by it. Uh, the villain is very one note and incredibly forgettable. Um, there's not one, but two bits in this movie that go on way too long and are just too silly, too silly, even for Marvel standards. Um, overall, you know, I can see someone being mindlessly entertained by it. But for me, this is unfortunately a skip it, uh, despite the three main leads giving it their all. And, you know, I just saw before we started recording, I didn't get to look or I didn't get to read the article it came from, but it just came over that uh, as of this recording, uh, the movie grossed 47 million this weekend, which is the lowest grossing opening weekend for an MCU film ever, which goes to show you the state of the MCU right now. That opening is less than The Flash. The Flash had 55 million. That's 47 million. I will I will say this. In credit scene, cool. I like <laughs> I like the in credit scene. There without giving away any spoilers, which I'm sure it's all over the internet, they decided to use CGI and instead of uh, a practical suit for a certain character, which I think is to the detriment, even though I like the design. Okay. Um Sorry, I know I rambled, I went on. No, no, good, good stuff. I'm trying to think of how to... I'm very excited. I'm very excited that you said that. Um, I I had a blast during this movie. Are you really serious? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I... Wow. I mean, here, here's part of it. My expectations were on the floor. Um, I thought it was going to be absolutely terrible. I barely wanted to see it. Um, I I felt like I had to see it. A, to talk about it. B, to, um, you know, just keep the Marvel train going. Um, did not expect to care about it at all. Um, and I was more surprised than anybody. I mean, now, here's the thing. I agree with almost everything you said. Almost. Um I think the three leading heroes were were great. I thought the chemistry was awesome. I laughed out loud several times. Brie Larson was was really good, and 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 I agree completely. Amon Amon Bellani is 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 the heart of the movie, and I I feel exactly the same way. Tiana Paris is 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 was good, and 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 at times like when I thought she was a little bland, would show up and like kind of impress me for a second and then kind of take another back seat until she got to like do it or thing later in the movie. Um, I thought some Nick Fury stuff was, he had some of the better like one liners. The Nick Fury does. The Nick Fury stuff coming off of secret invasion. feels like a completely different character to me. Yeah. I preferred this one. Um, now, I, I laughed out loud several times. Now I will say the story's a mess. The story the story's uh messy. It's it's fairly shallow. The villain stuff did not work for me one bit. No. Not 
one thing about the villain worked for me. I I hated every I can't remember her name. Um I don't uh, know. Darbin is the character's name, Zawe Ashton. She um I hated every second she was on the screen. I I didn't I had no interest in her cause. Um I was confused about I mean I I it was so thin and so uh, like the motivation just wasn't there for me. Um, so I, I agree completely. And I think the story was a mess, but the, the chemistry between the three and the fun that the three had and some of the choreography and action sequences and the way they used the switching and the chemistry between them and, and the performances between them, I thought were so good to me. And I, and I, and I, I definitely are, is the bit, the cat bit is not one of them. The cat bit and the singing planet. <laughs> Which, by the way, I kind of like. See, here's the thing. I think it's the singing. Okay, she's married. Okay, can we can we talk about spoilers in this? Should we talk about spoilers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're gonna put timestamps down below. Okay, spoilers at an hour and fifty two minutes in. All right. <laughs> she's got a husband who fights for her on this planet, right? And we don't even know if he he's alive at the end. <laughs> did he, okay, did they he did. die? Like, what's going on here with that? Uh, you're right, and uh, my score is getting lower now, now that we're talking about it because you're pointing, you're poking holes in it. And um, uh, here's the thing: I I just I and had as, fun as watching, and that's like that's great. And I, like I, I I celebrate that. I'm not saying, oh, that's great. I'm glad. And like a passive aggressive way yeah. no like I, I legitimately mean that like that that's awesome that you had a good yeah. time because i was i was fully expecting you to be way worse <laughs> than my reaction <laughs> to it i just think like i said i think you that 2016 suicide squad that came out i enjoy that movie but i also mm. think it is similar to this it is mm. a painfully edited movie that you can tell has been reworked into something and it feels kind of like a Frankenstein's monster of a movie. Uh, this is similar, but I enjoyed the character dynamic far less than I did in the, the suicide squad version that came out in 2016. Um, I also think like we have had captain Marvel in her own movie we had her in Endgame, and we had her in this. I still don't really feel like I know her as a character very well. And it's unfortunate, oh, because yeah. I know that like half the internet hates Brie Larson. I'm not one of those people. Um, as an actress, I think she is phenomenal. She's phenomenal. Agreed. Um, watch her in Room. She's great. She's great. And I do think she has a lot of like charm and charisma that that first movie didn't tap into. This one does, and she's great. But as a character, I don't feel like I know her very well. And that's doing such a disservice to the actress, the caliber of Brie Larson. And it breaks my heart. And there's no character arc in this movie for her, really. There's no character arc for uh, Tayana Paris's character, Photon. Um and there's there's no character arc for uh kamala either like there is none they just exist and things happen in this movie and they move from one scene to the next 
And like, I can, I'm with you. I could sit there and, and I agree that it's entertaining to watch, but the more you pull at it, it feels like the movie just becomes completely undone. Um, yeah, you're you're exactly right. I think you're making a lot of great points, and and my score is getting lower the more you talk because you're you're I'm I'm high off of it. I so when I when the movie I'm opened sorry, up, I'm not trying to drag you down. No, 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 no. I I, I mean it's it from a critical perspective, you're right. I just so what happened is as I sat down to watch this movie this morning is 11:30, and actually, you know what? I mean, I know it's not doing well, but there was 25 people in my theater. I was nice. surprised that when I bought the tickets, there was nobody. Um, I mean, 25 is not a ton, but it's about a third of the seats in that theater. It was shocking um, to go here opening night. And I know it's Rolla, Missouri. It ain't like it's a bunch of people, <laughs> but like usually Marvel movies are pretty packed. And this one was dead. Yeah. Um, but I sat down and um, the first little bit, the first like minute minute and a half was was the villain on some with the bangle on some planet or moon or something like that and i was like oh boy this is gonna suck i could just tell i mean it was so boring right off the so boring that kind of shit i right off the bat was like this i'm gonna hate it but that lasted about a minute and then we went i don't even remember who was first but we went to brie larson or kamala or somebody like that and 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 real quickly like got into things with the with the um oh we went to Brie Larson them in space and they hit the portal and and the whole thing switched around uh and then we started switching stuff and it was like okay that's funny I'm laughing that's funny Kamala we got a little bit of uh episode one Ms Marvel with the comic book mm-hmm. stuff and that was great I love the beginning of I Ms like Marvel uh, um, I love the and, TV and, show Ms Marvel I thought that was a great show um and then so all of a sudden it was it was fun it was funny it was it was the best. Brie Larson was acting and I mean, she not she's always acting, but she's she was given room to do her thing. The issue is that she didn't have anything to do. She was just carrying the movie off charm. You said that word charm. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Same with Kamala and really same with um, um, Paris, too, or, or Photon, uh, Tiana Paris. Um, they're just carrying off charm and, and charisma and 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 chemistry and but it was so good the first 30 minutes i was just like oh, like smiling and watching yeah, and I like the first 30 excited minutes, I was and, right there with you it, yeah. and then but for me it just never really i mean we take a second to look at the villain and then it'd be like this sucks all right well i'm gonna say tonight on the review that the first 30 minutes were it's like oh now we're back and then we're doing and maybe i was just a sucker for some of the bits that were overused the cat was overused but i did think it was funny they played um, what's uh, overused. What, what, what's that? What's that song from Cats called? Um, um I don't remember. They I, play I, that I, song I, when the cats, the flurkins, are throwing up. You know, baby flurkins that are having to eat people to get them back. It's a oh my god, it's a ridiculous bit. Uh, but, but so they, they did, and I just kept and all. It just never like wasn't. I, w- I was never, except for the small bits with the villain, I was never not like having fun. I kept waiting for me to like not enjoy it, and it, but it was so fun, and I thought the performances were so good in the chemistry that I I didn't realize that the story sucked. I did realize that the villain sucks because every time she was on screen, I was like, "Get her off! I need somebody else." Um, but uh, I, I we might just disagree about the music bit. I, I actually thought that was. I think if this was a Taika Waititi movie and he had made like the Thor 
with that singing bit, I think people would be like, oh, that's so weird and cool how he did it. And I, I just think it's I think it was fun. I think someone yeah, I like a James Gunn or maybe Taika could execute yeah, I, it and it work. But I it didn't land for me. It became annoying. Um I don't but know. you're exactly right about the husband just disappear. I forgot he, he just, never came just back. disappears. And then they did a good. The and you're right about it being edited. There's also the it's whole part story, of story arc with the um the scrolls that die. Captain Marvel like snaps at Kamala. Miss Marvel is like, it, you know, we need to like choose who lives and dies or something like that. I don't know. And then Kamala looks at her, and it's kind of like that real world like all right you see you're a hero guess what you know heroes aren't always heroic sometimes they have to make difficult choices and that could have been something that they explored but they don't even really explore it they it's hey i'm sorry for talking to you like that i shouldn't have talked to you like that let's start over kind of thing and it's not addressed at all and then there's the whole dynamic between carol and between um what is photon's actual name Tiana Paris's character. Uh, Monica Rambo. Thank you. Monica Rambo. They, they are um, Professor Marvel. Professor Marvel. I actually like that bit. But like no. um there's this whole dynamic with them. And it's like again, they skate over it. Anytime there's a moment of tension, or there could be a moment of exploration of these characters and their souls, they cut away to a bit cut away to an action moment they cut away because there's just not there's not enough there and that's where like you can feel like there's stuff on the cutting room floor that's there that they aren't exploring it just feels like a gigantic mess like i i was you're right i was really you're exactly right really disappointed in it um but again it's like i said and i'm not saying this in a disingenuous way for people who do enjoy this movie, because I know the response is really uh, divisive, uh, divisive, however people say it. Um, the response to it's divisive. There are people who love this movie. Um, and I'm not trying to take away anything from those people that do love it. If you love it, love it with all your heart. It's, and I can see why people would enjoy this as mindless entertainment. But if you, at least for me, when I, I focus in on the story bits, the movie just doesn't really work or connect. Um, at least for me. But the post credits. Yeah, thing, you know what? You're exactly right. You 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 made a lot of ton of great points. Um, I I, I just think it. Um, I did have I had fun. I definitely had fun, and I had so much fun that I for, didn't realize it was bad. Um. So, it, so I do, I do like it, and I would want to watch it again just because it's fun. Yeah, um, I mean, it was just lighter. You know, it was quick too; it wasn't long, and it didn't need to be. Long. I mean, it. Well, I guess it maybe it did need a few extra scenes to wrap some stuff up. But, uh, but you're exactly right. Now, looking back on it, like there's a lot that just got abandoned. I mean, there was definitely some some one note stuff. I did notice that, but there was some stuff that got abandoned. Um, Post credit scene. Uh, I liked it. I like. I uh, I got excited. What you're so? Again, we're in spoilers now, so we can. Yeah. Uh, Beast. Uh, you you don't you like the design, but don't like that they went CGI. 
yeah i like the design because it's very reminiscent of what it looks like in the 1990s uh, cartoon that i grew up watching but it is also really shoddy looking cgi it's a, for me cgi is always one of those things unless it's very crucially important to the story it's always nitpicky for me um it's never something that can really make or break a movie because there's plenty of movies from the 80s that have terrible CGI, but I'm still like, that's a great movie. Um, yeah. Uh, but it, it looked off. It looked off. Um, but I love seeing Kelsey Grammer. I think he's perfect for that. And also, I'm really excited to see... This is clearly yeah, going to play into Deadpool 3, right? Oh. Yeah, I would imagine so. Um, I yeah, I, I I enjoyed seeing it. I love X Men. We've talked about this already. I uh, uh, probably not. I probably don't have the the relationship with it. You do. Um, I didn't like. No, I just love the movies that were you know the movies from twenty years ago. I thought they were great. Um, I uh, like Kelsey Grammer. Um, I actually am. I I hate this about myself. Um. I'm a bit overcritical about CGI. Um, I I'm not saying it's gonna like make or break the movie for me, but it does affect me at least a little bit yeah. when I see bad CGI. It, it takes me out of it for a minute. Even and I'm actually um, not as like forgiving of it as I should be for old stuff either. Like that, it, it it's just tough for me. It just feels like. I just, I I realize that's that's being kind of lame and kind of overcritical, uh, but then you look at stuff like Jurassic Park and it's like that looks so good. That's thirty <laughs> years ago. It looks so good. Um, but you know, sometimes I have a weird opinion though, man, because I I maybe I need to check it out again. I didn't. It didn't. It didn't look bad to me this time. So I, I you know, the design I, I is really cool. Kinda, yeah, I didn't know. Okay, I, I'm not saying it didn't look bad. I didn't notice CGI. If I don't notice it it's fine with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I, I don't feel like I, I noticed it this time. So maybe I'll, I'll take a closer look on the next rewatch, but overall I'm happy to get closer to X-Men. I'm excited. Uh, my score on this, um, it's higher than yours. Uh, it's gone down <laughs> since we opened it up. I'm going to put it right in the middle of go see it. I'm, I'm going to put it, uh, if I'm going to rate it out of a hundred, it's going to be in a 70 out of a hundred. Um, so I liked it. I had fun with it. I, I, I I gotta say, I, I'm, uh, it's, it's, I'm it's probably too high. I'm shocked that you have it this high because I thought, like, when I said really, it wasn't because like I'm like yeah, let's bounce on it together, but it was like a like because I, I hate that kind of mentality. But like, I'm just shocked that you yeah. liked it. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm just excited. I never feel like I am the one who's higher. I know I feel like you're always higher than me, and I I'm always I'm just stoked because I, I it can just. I mean, I want to be honest. I want to be authentic on this show. I want it to yeah. tell you exactly how I feel every single time. And I don't want to pander to you. I don't want to pander to the audience. I don't want to pander to the critics. But, uh, um, well, that's what we're about on this show. Know. We're you, always and, about and, 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 you know, the, the whole nature. Yeah. But also on this show, I think our goal is to talk, have a glass half full approach to, uh, to, to movies because we love movies and we want to like them and we want to enjoy yeah. them and we want to talk about them. And, um, when you go on a run where you don't like, stuff um i don't know not that i don't not that i feel guilty about it but you can kind of just feel like you're being negative a lot you know and uh and, and it's exciting 
like you know if we talk about freddy versus jason for two hours and you like it a lot and i hate it it just can kind of feel like i'm grumpy by the end of it and i'm not i just you know we went through seven trailers and six of them i'm like Meh. well like, so i'm just excited to like be excited about something maybe and be the one I'm you like it about. and i celebrate that and i think it's the beauty of you know the the subjectivity of movies is that we can like and disagree and see different things in movies and I, that's what i enjoy i don't i don't like debating movies because i think that that is a stupid and 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 waste wasteless endeavor um but i love talking about movies and talking about why you like movies versus why you don't and and having that kind of conversation and never letting uh oh your opinion sucks kind of thing coming away because at the end of the day to me that's not the that's not exciting to me what's exciting is hearing someone else's opinion that disagrees with me and hearing their why and it might even might make my grade go up a little bit you know i I enjoy yeah i agree that's i do too i i think um like i said i'm not i don't want to score it for you or for the listeners or for the audience or for the critics or for anybody. But what I thought that being said, and I, and I don't necessarily want my, uh, um, I don't want my opinion to be swayed by, Oh no, everyone loves Oppenheimer. <laughs> Oppenheimer's probably going to win best picture. I, if I don't like it, then I think then I don't understand movies. So I have to like Oppenheimer. Well, and I get out of it. I'm like, it, that was man. boring. And the, yeah, like, so that, that's like, there's pressure for that sometimes, you know what I mean? When you're watching movies where you're like, if, if you watch a movie that er, like the world thinks is, is just a masterpiece and you're like, I don't feel that way about Oppenheimer, but if you do and you walk out of it, you're like, dude, (laughs) am I watching a different movie? I, uh, that can make you feel uncomfortable, but I do like, if that kind of scenario happens, I like to listen, like to hear someone else's critics, hear your critiques and then say, you know what? You made a lot of sense. You made a lot of good points. I was kind of blinded by the humor and blinded by the bits and the funny and the performances that I missed all this other stuff because uh, the movie was so shallow and there was so little story that I like, I barely even cared. I didn't even like know it ended. Okay. What happened? She, she, she lit the sun back up because she had a bunch of, I mean, I don't know who I, I didn't even care. It doesn't matter. Right? It was, it was about she the ride and the, the ride was great. The, yeah, the, it was about the journey to get there and the ride through the movie. And I thought that was great, but you're right. Structurally. And, and, uh, from a storytelling perspective, it was, it was trash. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. But that's what happens, man. We disagree so sometimes do. on here, but we have yeah. fun talking about it. So we're two hours and eleven minutes in. Do we do we get it in? Do you got anything else? I'm all I'm all tapped out, man. I got nothing else to add except for my Panthers lost this week. Yay! Is that their first loss? No, it's not. No, it's not. Oh. Well, that does it for this week. Uh, thank you all again so much for listening. If you're hearing this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, thanks for watching. If you're catching us on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe for more movie talk each week. Let us know in the comments. What, what did you think of uh, Ms. Marvel? What did you think of the Loki finale? What did you think of Invincible if you're watching? What did you think of anything? Um, but with that said, this has been Ben and Walker, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.